0: Well, hello, my friends and Health Masters family, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope you're having an absolutely fantastic day today. It's a great day down here in Florida, at Health Masters. It is raining all day, but it's supposed to bring in a cold front, which will be nice. And be sure, if you need anything, check out the website at healthmasters.com. The HGH three pack special is on sale right now for the next week along with the cortisol buster as product of the week on discount so if you want to take advantage of those sales be sure to check them out today we got a great show we have another awesome guest that we've had on before so it's going to be a really really great show today and be sure to tune in also to the hagman report tonight i'll be on there with doug so other than that how are you doing this morning Deb? Austin, I'm doing absolutely wonderful and we're 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 blessed and privileged again to have Dr. Lee Merritt on with us today. And I was actually Skyping her and talking to her back and forth yesterday and she told me that the NPR, the National Public Radio, had come after her and did a hit piece on her after she had spoken on a station. And I thought that was kind of interesting as I've been (laughs) I've been attacked by these same folks before on shows that I've done in the past. And and Lee, what was all that about? And Dr. Merritt, thank you again for being on with us today. And she she needs no introduction. been on the show before. You guys loved her. I had responses from all over the world when she was on. And when I saw this, I just started laughing. It's like a badge of honor being attacked by national public radio. Lee, what was the reason they did that? And, and what do you have to say to them today?
1: Well, that, yeah, actually, it was, it was kind of a badge of honor. I mean, you, you know, you, you, you know, you've hit the national stage when NPO comes after you. That was my that's, true. my, that's what my younger son said. Wow, mom, NPR article on you all by yourself. That, you, 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 that's a badge of honor. So, yeah, so what happened was I was asked to go on a, um, It is a public radio station, but it's not really under NPR or it's, it's, I'm not quite sure how they're related, but it's a public radio station. It's a black radio station in Washington DC. And these guys were great. I mean, they, like, like the host, uh, played this little video or this little audio of all these things being, you know, he says, this is why you don't hear the alternative uh talk about the vaccine and then he plays all these you know sponsored by pfizer sponsored by pfizer this is this this brought to you by pfizer you know all this stuff so they were they weren't they weren't the problem but they they had me on and i i thought to myself you know going inside the heart of the beast here in the beltway in dc this will be interesting and predictably i mean just like clockwork boom then npr comes out with this thing saying and and essentially some you know this guy who did the, uh, the the article. What he he's he's known for writing su- climate science, so you know what's happening here. And then he he basically complained that you know I was a disinformation doctor, and I had just renewed my license in Nebraska by a one click on a computer. And how could they let that happen with such a stupid doctor? And I thought, you know, every doctor listening to that or reading that article will realize. He's talking about them because we all do it that way. I mean, that's how you renew your license. They don't, they don't have you come in and stand before the board and have them, have you recite, you know, some, uh, you know, expository on medical science. They just have you go down the list and say, have you done these things? Did you do your CME? Have you, you know, have you been charged with any crime since you last, because we've already gone through basic licensing. So, Every doctor should wake up and realize this is an attack on all of us in a way. But the other thing is, an attack basically just for us standing up and having a different opinion. And, and they misquoted me. He said, she said that more people died of the vaccine than COVID. No, I didn't say that. What I what he showed was a, a video or a picture of me talking at the uh, American Frontline Doctors one year anniversary down in San Antonio. And in that, I know exactly what I said in that talk. I showed the, some VAERS data. But then I actually just said, look, you know, I've got a a contact in the military who can look at the military epidemiologic database. And if you have access to that, you will see that only 20 military active duty people died in 2020 from COVID. But there's an excess number of people getting myocarditis this year of 600 over the baseline. And knowing the mortality of myocarditis, essentially, we've killed 20 times more active duty people than COVID did, you know, they're not all dead yet because it takes a while. It's a five year, 66% mortality roughly, but that's, that's, that's what I said. And they, he couldn't argue any of that. That, None of that really caught on to the (laughs) art. Well,
0: you know, the thing that really amazes me is the fact that the CDC and the FDA and all of this research is coming out, you know, from these major universities now that are being paid for by these drug manufacturers it's basically skewed science. And a lot of these top guys are now coming out and saying that you can't trust any of the research, that this research is flawed, and that if you try to reason with the people that are doing the research, they simply tell you and talk to you about grant money that they're getting from the pharmaceutical corporations. And if they don't do the way if they don't do the research the way the pharmaceutical companies want them to do the research and set up the control studies in such a way that's favorable for these new drugs, that they stop getting grant money and they move on to a different university. And those studies they do that aren't favorable are never published or pushed into the back corner of a journal somewhere so nobody ever reads them. And so on and on and on, the revolving door of the Food and Drug Administration and the CDC goes. What do you think about all that,
1: Lee? Oh, that's exactly right. I mean, there were two doctors that, that did a review a number of years ago about the FDA. And and I don't know if we talked about it before on your show. I don't want to be redundant, but, the, but this is how it works. If people think the FDA – is helping your health and wellness, think again. Because what happens is they don't actually do any research of their own. What happens is the pharmaceutical industry develops a drug and and puts it through a series of, of studies that takes about 15 years just because they make it artificially difficult. That keeps out the little guys. So independent little drug companies can't really compete in that very expensive overhead. And then at the end of 15 years, they submit all these studies to the FDA, And they pay the FDA, they grant money to the FDA to then review the studies. So they pay their own regulators. Not only that, these two guys, these two doctors a few years ago, when they looked at the regulators at the FDA, 70% were either coming or going to a highly lucrative job at the at the drug company. So, you know, as one said, one day he realized he was sitting across from a guy that was regulating him that had been his colleague the month before. At the pharmaceutical industry, so you know it's just a scam. They own the. The other thing people need to know is, on every level of government, I was shocked to find this out in my own state, but I'm sure it's in all states. Every politician at the state level got some money from the pharmaceutical industries before we instituted another round of childhood vaccine mandates for school. In 2015, in Iowa, they mandated uh, the meningitis vaccine, and I've finally looked in I was on a radio show once in a while and I finally looked into all this and realized we hadn't had a death from meningitis in a century in Iowa of school children you know active the, the, that age group. Why are we doing this? Well, this is what I found out that all these state senators and state representatives had gotten money from the pharmaceutical industry. And it wasn't a lot but it gets access so then they could put things in people's ear and make it sound really scary. Their narrative gets shared, and at the federal level it's the same thing only we're talking hundreds of thousands of dollars, not three hundred or five hundred dollars. in fact, the state guys are selling out too cheap actually <laughs> but you know they they, they, they it's, you look at the names and there's a lot of republicans this isn't this is this is a bipartisan uh you know bad bribery kind of scheme that's going on, so they 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 pay off the Congress, the Congress indemnifies them for any drug that's on any vaccine that's on the childhood list, which is why right now, this evil of evils, they're going after our children to mandate this vaccine, because once they put it on the childhood list, then they get indemnity for everybody. That's the way it works. If they don't get the children's indemnity, then as soon as this goes off the emergency use authorization, if it ever gets approved, they could be sued for all these damages that are happening. So they don't want that. They know they can't afford that because this is a nightmare. So they have to get the children involved. You know, not to mention this is kind of that season of uh, child sacrifice, I think. There's another higher higher spiritual agenda going on. But, But on a practical note, that's what they're doing.
0: Well, you know, you're actually right about all of this. I mean, the whole thing about it is, is this, there's a spiritual thing going on here. And for some reason, I guess they want to, for their fall sacrifices, they want to put all these children into these gauntlets of these horrible, horrible drugs. And I personally believe, and you can give me your opinion on this, is that, you know, when this, this coronavirus vaccine, this spike protein vaccine is injected into these children, it's going to attack the testicles and the ovaries, and it's going to do a real problem. So they're going to have a real problem with these kids obtaining proper, you know, puberty and proper sexual, secondary, sex, sex characteristics, and uh, they're going to create a whole bunch of hermaphroditic children that are basically sterile. And I think this is all part of the great eugenics plan, and like you said, the sacrificial program, because they believe being a a hermaphrodite or transgender is the closest thing to God as possible. And the other thing that's also interesting about these guys paying these 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 congressmen and these people in the Senate and they're everywhere in the country about this is that you know they have a situation where you know these major corporations of these vaccine manufacturers are owned by straight, state street, BlackRock, and Vanguard. And the bloodline families, and it's been that way for a long, long time, and it's always the same group of individuals, these satanic groups that are running the planet and doing what they do to these children. And I I, I guess you're right, Lee. I guess I really hadn't thought about it as much as far as from a sacrifice to Moloch with these kids. You know, Dr. Zelenko, who basically has said that before in his, uh, his interviews, that this is a sacrifice to Moloch and to Baal and all the rest of these ancient Canaanite gods. And the sad part about it is is that, you know, the vast majority of the people who talk about this on public radio or who talk about this on alternative radio, they don't want to get into the spiritual aspects of what's going on and how these guys are doing it. And now the new thing is they've been coming up with this new, gosh, I don't even know how to pronounce his name. It's M-O-L-N-U-P-I-R-A-V-I-R. Oh, yeah. Molnupirvire, I guess, is a new global catastrophic threat. And it's the pill now they've approved in England to start taking on a regular basis to basically treat the problems associated with COVID once you come down with the disease. Can you tell me about this? Or are you familiar with this at
1: all? Oh, yeah. I, I, here's my general rule of thumb. Don't take anything ending in IR. All the <laughs> antivirals that, that work like this end in IR, you know, tam, tamif, well, except Tamiflu, but the other ones are, are acyclovir, you know, it's like all these, and that's probably the least damaging. But the way these things work, these drugs work by um, – making the, they substitute, I I hope I'm saying this wrong, they substitute a nucleoside in your, they keep your DNA from replicating correctly. And because virus DNA replicates a lot faster than yours does, it will damage it first and yours second. So if you can get over the virus in a short enough period of time, you'll escape the problem theoretically. Now that might work for, you know, a short-lived virus, but if they're talking about giving it chronically, no, that's going to damage your genetic turnover it's going to damage you at the DNA level and and that's why you know this whole thing doesn't make sense from a health standpoint just even the children I mean look at the children Oxford University said that that you're more at risk of your child is more at risk of being struck by lightning than than dying of covid we had more children killed in Chicago by gunfire last year than died of covid um, you look at the what's happening when Children were around vaccinated people. The little girls started having one of the things that was reported, not in everyone, but when it was reported, they started to have like early menstrual bleeding or clots or stuff that was not right. I mean down to age two now two uh, yeah, and then the other study that was done they looked at the the fda itself or not the fDA the drug companies themselves published a study of of um, pregnancy in people that got vaccinated. And they said when they looked at all the numbers in their study, they said, oh, no, it's fine. Look, it's safe for the pregnant woman. But an independent reviewer said that's the other thing is when they put out these papers, they they realize most people are just going to read the headline, even in medical journals. And doctors, we just read the headline too, too often. But when somebody really like, the, like Peter Doshi of the British Medical Journal, I gave him a lot of credit, he goes through it and he's a good, he's a good person looking at all these statistics and he picks these things apart. And I can't remember who did it on this study, but they picked it apart and they looked at it and they said, no, if you really look at what they're saying, they miss, they've mischaracterized a couple of things so it didn't look so bad, but really 83% of first trimester pregnancies ended in miscarriage in pregnant women. That's four wow. times the normal. OK, so there's all this stuff coming out in the UK on average. You know, they have that yellow card and it records not just vaccine stuff. It's not like theirs. It's like a it's like their National Health Service medical uh, record of everything that happens. And they usually have one hundred forty thousand births per quarter. The last quarter, eleven thousand live births.
0: Whoa. Yeah. I'm sorry. Le- le- repeat that one more time. They yeah. Have,
1: normally they in the UK, they record one hundred forty thousand live births per quarter. Uh, and this year it was eleven thousand per quarter. So I, I, I don't even I don't even know to say about that. That's like I know 90% that's reduction. that's called sterilization. I think and and you're this is not you know they can blame a lot of things on the unvaxed. They can claim that we're making them sick. It's all nonsense, of course, but they can claim that. But it's hard to claim that I'm making you sterile. You know what I mean? That's gonna be one that's gonna open the eyes of people finally, I think. And that's gonna be, if they've already got those numbers, then it's coming out now. It's not, I thought it would make, maybe take a couple of years, but it's coming out this year. And this is the kind of thing that people like NPR, you know, I'm a physician, and I really don't get. I don't. People. Somebody asked me one time who was paying me to speak like this, and I said, you know what? You don't get paid to speak against the pharmaceutical companies. <laughs> Newsflash: you get your lives destroyed. And um, the, but the people that are getting paid one way or another, like the all the news gets, it gets stipends from Big Pharma. You don't speak. Even even years ago, I heard a story about Bill O'Reilly that somebody asked his mother why he never spoke about vaccine injury on his show because he spoke about so many controversial things. And his mother was it was in her 80s at that time, uh, told my friend, well, I don't know, but I'll get back to you. And she thought, well, I'll never hear from her again. But she did. A couple of weeks later, Mrs. O'Reilly called her and said, oh, Bill, I asked Bill about that. And he said, never. We were told by the big boys at Fox never, ever, ever talk about that because they're the big pharmaceutical companies are the biggest funder of all the news it, at all levels, so NPR somehow is getting pushed and and that that reporter is getting pushed not to really delve into the real looking at the data themselves but to just go after anybody that does look at the data and you know I mean he, people should be shocked that. I would rather if NPR really wanted to do something, you know, they claim to be, you know, for the little guy and for the people and trying to expose things that aren't getting exposed. How about exposing the fact that none, none, zero of the FDA advisors, out, out of 17 advisors to look at this pediatric vaccination uh, uh, stood against experimenting on our children? None of them stood up and said we shouldn't experiment on children that have this low risk. Not one.
0: Well, you know what? It's, it's, it's crazy to me because I, rem- I remember back in the 50s. You know, we had a whole group of women who were given diethylstilbestrol to try to maintain pregnancies, and what it did, it created an entire generation of women who couldn't get pregnant. The offspring, the girls who were born to the mothers who had taken the DES, and then we had a huge spike in testicular cancer on the sons that were born yep. to the mothers yep. who took the to diethylstilbestrol. And it was it was twenty, thirty, forty years before anybody even realized what had happened because these girls couldn't get pregnant. They couldn't get pregnant, and that's why we saw that giant insurgents and all these different fertility clinics and in vitro fertilization yeah. and everything else coming up after this event had occurred because it was a mass sterilization campaign with the diethylstilbestrol And, of course, the doctors claimed oh, we didn't know this was going to happen. And to their benefit, to their credit, that was 50, 60 years, 70 years ago. They probably didn't know what was going to happen. And, of course, that's why the VAERS report was set up. And I believe you mentioned that before because exactly. of the dialamide. Right. And so when we – Go
1: ahead. Go ahead. No, I, I, that's exactly, they set this up exactly for the reason you're talking about, and now they're not taking any look at it, or they're ignoring it. I think they're purposely ignoring it. They know what's going on, but they're purposely ignoring it because this is a depopulation agenda. And anybody who, you know, it's not just about, by the way, it's not just about vaccines. I'm talking tonight about what the vaccine, the vaccines are an intermediate step because they know, because we got AI and robotics coming on that we don't need so many humans, essentially. Um, and that sounds bizarre, but it 's really true and you can listen to people are not listening to the big guys like Elon Musk and you know Jordy Rose and all these guys um, oh what 's his name that that, in, that did optical character recognition um, uh, Kurzweil all these big guys in in the computer world, they know what 's coming on, and so then you go to the the uh, the pharmaceutical people the, the Bill Gates and the people that are doing these things. Over and over, they get caught sterilizing people. Is that really an accident? You know, it's like the Kenyan Catholic Doctors Association that discovered that the Gavi-Gates-funded vaccine for tetanus in Kenya, all these doses had HCG in them. That can't be an accident. You didn't accidentally put HCG into a vaccine that had nothing to do with that, you know, tetanus. So well, t- tell, tell my listeners what
0: HCG does to the women's ovulation cycle, how it affects menstruation, and everything else.
1: Well, and keep in mind, I'm an orthopedic surgeon, so I don't know it in the depth that, that somebody that actually does that would. But but essentially, I mean, it's it screws up your ovulation. HCG is something that is produced when you're pregnant so that you don't ovulate again while you're pregnant. You know, I mean, that's what your body naturally produces as a as a. You know a uh, device against having multiple pregnancies we're not like cats that have multiple gestations <laughs> going on you know we have well, one at a time well so you, that's you know, how it works
0: well and you know what you know what's crazy about all that is is that people if they understood because my wife her mother had been given des diethylstilbestrol. i'm going to share some personal information here with you and my wife had a horrible time as far as we had we had to we had to go to a fertility clinic to have more children and, you know, Austin was born and then we couldn't get pregnant again. And it was big. It was very frustrating, and very, you know, emotionally debilitating because her mom had been given diethylstilbestrol back in 19, you know, 54, 55, 56 when she was yep. born with Sharon. And my mother, my mother, same thing happened. She was given diethylstilbestrol. My sister was born in 1954 and she couldn't have any children. And so it's very frustrating when you see this happens to a whole entire nation like this and then they have all of these people coming in from across the borders. They're not given any vaccines. They're just basically shuttled around the country. They're given – and it's almost like they're coming in just to sterilize the people, the indigenous, quote-unquote, species that are here already, the indigenous people that are proud to be Americans, and they're bringing in all these other races from all these other countries that they don't even know what it is to be an American. Most of the people from South America were raised under communism or some type of Marxist dictatorship down there because our government, through Operation Condor, threw over a whole bunch of countries down there back in the 50s and the 60s. And, And now we've got the military that's being completely intolerable Totally. How should I say, uh, you know, damaged because they're being it's thrown out if they don't take the vaccine. So you, you you, were in the military. You were a flight surgeon. Talk to us about that. Tell us about what's going on with the military, about these guys saying no to these kill shots and how they're being kicked out and what it's going to do to the readiness of the military systems.
1: Yeah, Now I was not a flight surgeon. I was a surgeon. But I, I, yeah, I spent 10 years in the Navy. You know, the. Um, well, first of all, this is a big head game. I think for anybody active duty that happens to be listening, keep in mind they can't mandate that this, especially for federal workers. Anybody that is getting a federal government paycheck in any aspect of life, they're protected, you know, against this kind of behavior by the federal code, you know, the registry of 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 uh, laws i mean they can't do it and and this is one where the EEOC and there's a huge body of statutory law that protects people and gives a lot of money it protects you not only for for um now in the military they can discharge you for any reason but let's say you're a federal worker in in uh, you know you, you're a civilian worker with the military you're a civilian worker something at a federal agency they can't they can't do that if you stick to your guns on a religious exemption you are protected you just have to know how to do it i had uh, robert owens at the at the jbs the john Birch society has an excellent article in the october 4th new american and he goes over how to do this i've got notes on my website how you do this because It's important to do it right. But once you've done it, we have he said that they have a a film of a a lawyer from the Biden administration admitting if people stick to their guns and we can't knock them off that that religious exemption by getting by tricking them with these questions and having them answer wrong and stuff, then we can't do anything. They're protected. And lawyers love those cases. So that's the the real deal is the, the military that have gone out and gotten this vaccine. They got threatened, but the threat could not have really materialized because in the federal w- world, they have to have documentation from above that it's legal to do this and they're not getting it. They're not going to get it. Now they can, again, military, they can discharge it for any reason, I guess, but they can't do it for this. So, but what the point is, look at what they're doing. They're decimating the military because the guys that are getting out, like the, like the, all these pilots getting out, it's the most highly trained people. It's the people that know what's going on that are paying attention. So you're left with a debilitated military of the less technical people, and they may not be well because they've all taken this vaccine, which we now are seeing all this devastating stuff. The the vaccine in you know this thing coming out of the UK that showed that predictably people that take the vaccine have a, have a five percent degradation of their immune con uh, their immune. Com, um, com, uh, ability, their immune system ability, like monthly. And depending on your age, it may vary a little bit. So younger people don't have quite the decline that older people do. But this is looking terrible that by Christmas or by January of next year, we're going to see a ton of people that go down with little things because they're really developing AIDS. It's it's immune deficiency might remember that the spike protein that was the s one subunit that makes you sick was created in a lab. Everybody seems to agree with that now. It was created in a lab, but they don 't tell you what they did to it. What they did to it was they made four inserts into that s one subunit, and those four inserts were what make you get sick with this, not present in any other coronavirus, not present in SARS for example. Where did those inserts come from? When they when they ran them through Blast or whatever program they used to to analyze them, they came from the human immunodeficiency virus, the virus we associate with AIDS. So they took AIDS, they took portions of it, they stuck it into this, and that was the the pathogen that came out last year and or 2019, and then made people sick and and die. Okay. If you believe that that was the pathogen, it was man-made, then you have to understand, they say in the emergency use authorization for these vaccines, we're creating the, the pathogen, we're creating the spike protein of SARS-CoV-2 in your body with this technique, okay? So you're creating the bioweapon they created in a lab, but now you're doing it yourself in your body. These, these, these guys, these psychopaths must be just laughing in their beards over this wait, wait, we you know, stupid enough to take a, a bioweapon personally
0: well you know what's crazy about this is you know we talked about the aids insertion into this you know this bioweapon you know a year and a half two years yeah. ago because it first came out uh, and you know and people thought we were nuts and they said that's well that's not true that didn't happen yeah it did it really did happen they inserted aids it would, now you said they inserted four of these into that. They, they, where it was all, is, what, what were the other three? Do you remember? Well,
1: they're all AIDS. But the point is that this was the reason people didn't believe it happened is because this came out by a guy uh, Prashant Pradhan, and he's my hero. He and his group in Delhi, India, and he was the former, I think, chief geneticist of IBM, something like that, in Europe. But what they 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 just looked at all the all the specimens that were coming out of these. You know research areas and the university hospitals all over Wuhan and these other places and they showed that although the the so called virus, which is thirty thousand base pairs long, the part that makes you sick is one hundred and eighty one base pairs this this spike protein and Yeah, there could be little variations in different places, but not in these four sectors. And they showed that they could see where these four sectors had been inserted. And these guys know about this. I can't, I can't make the argument they could, but they, they showed how it was purposely put in there. You can, if you know anything about gene splicing, they said, this is how it's done. You can see the, the, the leftover whatever that Wuhan left in there. They could tell it came from the Wuhan lab because of the way they did it. But anyway, there were these, it was four inserts, four pieces of the HIV that were put in here to do different things, presumably. But there, that doesn't make this hopeless, by the way, because one of the things you notice, the people that were the 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 researchers involved in all, bringing us this pathogen over the decades that was funded by the NIH and Fauci and through his, hand, his handlers, they're all kind of former AIDS researchers, and if you look at the way that people looked at AIDS before, one of the things they found, for example, that really made a difference from converting, you can get the HIV virus, but not everybody converts to AIDS. What's the difference? They showed one thing that was really effective. If we saturate your, your blood plasma with selenium, you can carry that virus forever, but you don't convert to AIDS usually. So, uh, selenium you can overdose on but 220 micrograms a day everybody who took this vaccine should be taking because that might help stop this degradation of the if it works like aids it might stop that the one good thing to know is we have some understanding of aids and how to prevent that 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 immune compromise that takes place gradually but this well, is the, the for the military back to your original question this is devastating and you know Why do they even why are they pushing to do it besides the 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 season of sacrifice? It's because they have a plan. Somebody's got a plan. I hope it's not a plan for our invasion, but it's looking more and more like that. You know, the two armies and militaries that aren't taking this RNA technology and are not mandating any vaccine are the Russian army and the Chinese army. So here you have we're wiping out our army with these things. Not one person at any level of senior command seems to be concerned about this. Um, you know, my friend Teresa Long that I met through this, she contacted me. We talked for months and then she's now been at Congress and she's, her stuff has come out publicly. It's great what she's doing. I mean, she's pointing out we shouldn't be vaccinating pilots. Are you kidding me? You know, look at the civilian pilots are getting brain swelling, strokes, heart attacks. One died in the cockpit. But we're giving it to military pilots who don't have a backup pilot they're flying single seat ejection seat and 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 they're carrying potentially nuclear weapons we We can't be doing this and you know she's it's great great stuff that she's been doing so this is devastating to the military, and you really have to ask why. There's no upside. They're only, they only lost 20 people. They shouldn't be doing this, and it violates every principle that used to be, you know, I wasn't a flight surgeon, but I hung out with them because I was I was with Marine Air Wing every place I was when I wasn't in training, and those flight surgeons, they never gave medicine to, to pilots that weren't out for a number of years, five years or something, because they don't want to experiment on pilots, and pilots are super healthy. They don't need all this. You know, how many times have we seen nine civilian pilots die in a year? Never until we started vaccinating them.
0: Well, you know, you know, what's interesting about this is and I I know a lot of pilots, I know a lot about the FFA regulations concerning this. And they're very specific about how you cannot take certain types of drugs. There are certain drugs that are in categories that you can't ever take if you're going to fly they restrict 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 and every year you have to have a flight physical every two years you have to have a flight physical depending on what category you're insured for what category you're flying under whether it's commercial or private and they always check your heart they always want to know what drugs you're on they always do a urine test to make sure you're not taking drugs you're not supposed to take and it goes on and on and on because they understand when you give somebody an airplane or a jet now like you said carrying nuclear weapons that's flying around at mach two or mach three you can't have this guy die in the middle of that. And we I mean, that just not going to just stop him. Mean, He's like a giant, like we saw that with 9 11. They're like giant bombs that are flying around full of fuel. And not, not to mention if they have ordnance on top of that. And so right. you're absolutely right. Uh, Dr. Merritt, if if we give this stuff to pilots and we see these pilots dying, and the irony is this, and this is what's so incredibly stupid to me, these pilots, they have to sign a contract with the military. In other words, they have to sign like a five-year, ten-year, whatever enlistment if they're going to be trained in these jets because they know that these pilots pretty much leave after they get out of their ten-year enlistment contract because they go to the private airlines and they get to fly the big jets and make hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. And so these guys – are so highly trained and their skill set is so advanced... That they're going to all get jobs with United or with American or with Delta or with anywhere they want to go as soon as they get out of the military. But the military is not thinking through this, and these pilots are just quitting by the drove. They're saying, "No, you just give me a dishonorable discharge. I don't care." But we're not going to have you do this to us. And it's interesting. Right. Now, you also you also said something about the John Birch Society and the New American. What is the article that you mentioned earlier that was in the October edition on how to properly do? the uh, vaccine religious waivers.
1: I don't remember the exact title but it's by Robert Owens he's a constitutional lawyer and uh, he's excellent he's really really um, I have a video of him going over all this how you do it and that it, and I took notes from that video and then I also took notes from his article but his article appeared in the October 4th edition of the New American and he and he has some sample letters there and and you know he makes this point that it you the they lawyers love to have you talk you know they know that if they can get you talking they can find something to latch on to and discredit you it's the same thing with this so what will happen when people um get their you know notice that they have to get vaccinated first they they should submit a letter and and it's you the four words that have to be in that letter are this this violates your sincere uh heartfelt religious belief i think that's the phrase and you you need to write your own letter in your own words but that it should have a couple things in it and that's why he has some some uh, models i have a model on my website too so what what to put on the le- what to put in the letter and then what's going to happen is they're going to send you back a list of questions from your business Well, it turns out those list of questions, there's usually seven and they're from all the businesses are using the same question. So where did they get them? Same wording, you know, that was given to them by the feds or somebody pushing this. And the questions are things like, well, did you take previous vaccines before? And if so, why did you not want to take this one? And and one of one of the things he points out is he says this is like. If you went out to dinner and had a couple glasses of wine and now you've been driving home and stopped by the state police what does your lawyer tell you to do don't say anything so in these answers what you have to do is say things like i'm not willing to give up my medical privacy rights see attached letter you know and you just refer to your letter you don't give them any they don't have the right to ask you about your medical beliefs don't get involved in talking about the science You stick to the religious aspect of this, of which there's a considerable uh, reason to be sincere about. I mean, this is a religious problem. I mean, you're taking synthetic RNA and DNA. I don't think that's what God wants you to do into your body. But that's your belief, and he said you don't have to have the other thing. You don't have to have you don't have to have a priest or a minister or anything. He said even if you that morning you and it doesn't matter how long you've held this belief. Doesn't matter if you've taken vaccines before. Don't tell them one way or another, but just it doesn't matter because it's your belief at that moment. And you could have he, he gives this example. You could wake up one morning and believe your cell phone is is communicating from God and telling you not to take the jab. That's that's counts. It doesn't. Federal law protects you regardless of the content of your religious belief.
0: Yeah, I want, I want to add something to this because I know a little bit about this. As far as I've got a good friend of mine who is a uh, college roommate who's an attorney, and he had a client. He I was he was telling me the story, and my, my, my attorney's name is John Parvin, good friend, good good attorney, by the way, and he's down there in Clearwater. And what he did is he basically had a client one time that was being sued for, basically, it was a nuisance lawsuit, and the client was agreed to what's called a pre interview for the deposition in other words he sat and talked to the attorney for about two hours before the deposition started and this was against you know the council the council told him not to do this and here's the reason they do that these guys exactly what you're talking about lee they do a fishing expedition and they want to latch on to something yep. that you say that's why the attorneys tell you just to shut up You have the right to remain silent. Anything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law. And what they'll do is because they're having to pay for the deposition at at, 60 know 70 $100 a page for a stenographer to come in there and type everything out. As you're talking to them, they'll come in with a pre-deposition interview, and they want to be your buddies. They try to pretend like they're your friend. They start talking to you, get you loosened up. And what they're doing the whole time, they're taking mental notes or they're taking written notes. And then what they do, they come back. Then they say, oh, by the way, we're going to now do the deposition. And my friend said to uh, his attorney, he goes, hey, why are we doing a deposition? I just talked to you for two hours. He goes, oh, no, no, now we're going to put you under oath. And what he did, he went on yeah. a fishing expedition in the pre-deposition interview. And my attorney said, don't ever do that. Never allow them to go on a fishing expedition for free. <laughs> he said, don't right, do it. Right. You're not having to have to pay anybody. Because now they'll put you right. under oath, and now they'll basically start you know, asking you all these crazy questions. Now, let me share something else. My friend realized what had happened to him, and so what he did – it's every time they start asking these stupid questions that had no bearing whatsoever on the case, he would just come up with the information about how this client, this person had threatened to kill him. And he'd do like a five minute oratory, which ended up being like five or six pages of the stenographer's notes. And, came, and that's what he answered every single question. Like, what, so you would do, say, so say, why are you doing this? Have you taken vaccines before? You would just come in and you could actually read your medical rights from your sheet of paper. As far as what the government says are your medical rights as far as under HIPAA, and every time they ask you a question, read the whole two-page HIPAA notice again. And what will happen is that pretty soon they're going to get so frustrated because they're paying for this stenographer and they're paying for this. They're going to go, this guy's a nightmare. He won't answer the questions, but you indeed are answering the questions because you're reading your HIPAA rights. If you don't want to do that, just shut up. Just say, I'll yeah, re- refer back right. to my paper. And that's it. You don't have to give testimony against yourself, and it's very important that everybody understands that. And I also recommend that everybody goes to that New American on the October 4th edition for this year, and they pull those sample letters up. Now, again, you can personalize it, but Lee's right. You don't have to tell them what your priest says, and you don't have to get a physician or anybody to sign off on religious exemptions. That's a snare for you to get into so they can go ahead and latch on to that, and they can say, oh, by the way, he took all these vaccines before. He had no reason not to take this vaccine. We're going to go ahead and fire him now because he's lying. He doesn't have a true medical exemption. Don't give them information to basically convict you on. What do you think, Lee?
1: Well, right, and you don't go for a medical exemption because that's not protected by the Constitution and and a and, and body of law. But your religious exemption is. And you that's why you don't get into all the medical stuff. Don't 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 confuse that's exactly Just make right. it simple. And and when you do this, um, if they do threaten to fire you, the other thing that Mr. Owens said is that the vast majority of time, if you stick to your guns, you don't give them any in Any further uh, medical or con, you know conflicting information, and you let them know that if they do that, you will be filing with the EEOC, you and your lawyer, even if you don't have a lawyer. I mean, at that point, but you're probably going to need to get one if they're starting to actually go there. There, and and there are a number of firms that do this, but the point being that. Any, If it's a big business, they've got good lawyers. They've got people that know the actual damages they could incur because the beauty of this particular claim is that if you win, you get not only your damages and back pay, but you get all legal fees. So lawyers love these cases because they can really pad up some hours and um, they're going to get paid. That's that's really the why it's a very expensive loss for businesses. And if you stick to your guns, it's hard to argue you don't have religious um, freedom anymore in this country. The other thing he said, which I thought was important, is that your business has no right to say we don't accept religious exemptions. That's not in their call. That's kind of, he said, that's like if, if Montana decided to say, no, the sun doesn't come up in our state. Well, they don't have authority over that, you know. That's so true. this is a federally protected constitutional guarantee and you can't just say no you don't have any religious rights in our business so well, even you know, in private business is true
0: well even in canada right now in ontario and quebec they're backing down on vaccine mandates, vaccine mandates because of healthcare workers after massive resistance and people saying, go ahead and fire us. I mean, the Canadian provinces of Quebec and Ontario have rescinded their COVID vaccine mandates, citing the system's inability to cope with losing unvaccinated employees in mass. Quebec health minister Christian Dupe said that if the 14,000 unvaccinated health care workers left, it would put essential services in peril. However, right. vaccine passports for people over 13 are still compulsory and COVID vaccine will still be mandatory for new employees. I mean, they're finding out very quickly of these government agencies, if they tell everybody they have to be vaccinated, they say, no, you see it with the garbage collection in New York City right now with the stuff piling up in the streets that people just quit, especially if they're educated. If this if they're listening That's, to Ted Nossum Brower Show or if they're listening to Dr. Lee Merritt or Dr. Sherry Tenpenny and they're learning about what's really going on or or, or Jeff rents. Or or Chuck Baldwin or all of there's a bunch of us out here telling the truth. If they're listening to any of us talking about what's happening, they quickly learn that, hey, wait a minute, maybe I don't want to take that risk. How about it's be better for me to get fired than for me to die? And uh Lee, what do you think? Do you think we can do you think we can stand against this in aggregate or do you think they'd actually literally collapse the economy in order to force these mandates?
1: Well, they're gonna try, I think, to collapse the economy, and it looks like they're being fairly successful right now. I think I think we as, first of all, I think as, as individuals, we need to protect ourselves, our families, our communities as much as possible right now because when in, when in the world history have the elites ever really cared about little people? None. Never. You know, we just get in their way. So don't expect them to save us. We have to save ourselves. And, the, and I would say that from a medical standpoint, we're not out of this. They can lob things that are also in their labs at us. Don't be without a, 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 a nebulizer in your house. A pulse oximeter a thermometer get some ivermectin from the online people uh hydroxychloroquine maybe but i really if you had to pick one pick ivermectin right now i think and 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 stock you know this is the time the preppers were right you know prices are going skyrocketing make sure you have food everything you buy now is going to be cheaper than in two weeks or two months so you know we've got a huge supply line problem that they are bringing about to try and starve us next So that's all happening. So on a personal level, you've got to do that. I think on a community level, it would be nice if we had these little health pods to avoid people going to the hospital because that's really, really important. Um, You'd need oxygen generators and IV poles and things like that and people that were willing to help people that were as an outpatient, you know, retired doctors, nurses, people like that. But then on the final thing is, I don't think we can vote ourselves out of this. I agree with you. I think this is going to take mass action, and I think the mass peaceful protests, like we're seeing in Europe, are going to have to come here. Um, you know, today was November 5th. I'm not sure if something is happening. They said, you know, the, the 5th of remember remember the 5th of November, people were saying something was going to happen today, and the truckers and people are starting talking about a strike on the 8th. So I don't know, but there is going to have to be some. I think. Mass action. And I think the other thing that's going to have to that, that it won't work to let these regulators like the 17 people who we have a list of their names, the 17 people who voted to experiment on your children uh, should be held personally accountable. You know, you can't let people hide behind. Well, the FDA did it. No, these guys did it individually. They're responsible for bringing this about. And somehow that's got to happen, just like they're taking on Dr. Swaminathan in in India, who was the WHO person that said don't use ivermectin after it was clearly working. And as soon as she did that, uh, the death rate went back up and then it came back down when somebody overrode her. But that integral under that curve of that death rate, you can tell that's how many people she personally killed. And that's what, you know, these... These radio people, these these um, people in NPR, these people that write these articles, and they, they hide the truth about treatment, they're killing people. They really are contributing to people's death. Let's wake up and realize that and hold these people accountable. I mean, the only thing I ever got good from NPR, by the way, was uh, Susan Stamberg's cranberry relish for Thanksgiving, which is coming up. But, you know, we our tax dollars, we need to not be funding pravda you know this is like the soviet union would have done a better job on on reporting some of this stuff so i I think that i don't think you know looking at the votes i've seen come out i kind of think that the big guys own both parties they own both sides of the equation that's not going to be our answer right now we have to take action and and economically you know it's going to be a black market don't you think i mean i think it's going to be underground medicine, underground groceries, uh local which is in way good. Get off this. We've been fed terrible food for a long time by big um That's right. You know, agribusiness. Okay. You know, and it's time you know to get it, back to community food. You're right, because I
0: remember my mom was in the Weimar Republic of Germany back in nineteen twenty one. She's like six oh, wow. or seven years old. And she told me that the Deutsche Mark was worthless. It was 40 billion marks to buy one loaf of bread, right. and everything went to basically a barter system. And and so and you're right about not holding these guys accountable. They hide behind corporate shields, and the corporation, you know, they end up making 20 or 30 or 40 or 50 billion dollars, and they got to pay a billion dollars in fines, and nobody goes to jail. You know, Ronald Reagan, when they had that savings and loan debacle back in the 80s, he put a bunch of these CEO, CEOs in prison. He had had the Justice Department go after them, they don't do that anymore because now the judiciary is so compromised because of Jeffrey Epstein and a whole bunch of other weirdos that they basically have learned now how to continue to manipulate all three branches of the government. Now, there was another report that just came out, and it it coincides with exactly what you said about when you came on the show three or four months ago, and it said thousands are reporting developing abnormal tumors – following right. the covid shots reports of aggressive tumors and varied tumors on post jab continue to increase yet no studies are being done is this because of what's going on with the aids component that the immune system is closed shutting down explain that to me please doctor
1: well and it may be there's maybe two parts to this immune depression this the, the aids part happens over time but the but the acute depression of the immune system they admitted that they Keep in mind, this EUA, the emergency use authorization does not have to tell you everything that's in this vaccine, which is why it's so criminal. How can you mandate something you don't know what's in it? Okay, only a few people at the research top know what's in this thing, but they only have to tell you what they're claiming efficacy for. So we they claim that the mRNA or the DNA will produce the spike protein of the SARS-CoV-2 virus. They have to tell us that and the coding that it's put in, but they don't have to tell us that they did other things. What they did end up having to admit, because they people could see it was happening, is when you take this vaccine, it immediately shuts down part of your innate immune system so you will accept this genetic nanoparticle. You know, and that when it shuts down your innate immune system, people have to remember your immune system is not just for infections. It's also to keep that in, that DNA that you have embedded in you in check, like people that have the, you know, women that have breast cancer because they've got a familial tendency to it. Well, what's that familial tendency? It's in your genetics, it's in your genome. There's like the BRCA gene and probably others that cause you to be more at risk of breast cancer. But a 10 year old doesn't get breast cancer. She's got the same genes, right? Why does a 60-year-old get it? Because the immune system has kind of gone away. That part of it, it hasn't become as it's not as healthy as it was when you were 10. So you're not keeping those genes in check. Well, that's what's happening acutely to people that take this vaccine. They are not able to the methylate and to protect themselves from their own cancer genes, and they're they're blossoming out like you know crocuses in the spring. I hate to say it. Um, I have a, a person that I know who looks at that takes care of that sort of thing and and um says that he's seen what he saw two termers in 20 some years of practice he's seen 25 in a couple months now so it's it's all over and and again yeah you don't hear it on the news because all the news is owned by big pharma we are living in the uh the empire of big pharma we are no longer a free people because we are being controlled by this huge chemical conglomerate and it's it's really creepier than you think as it gets, you know, as you start delving into it more and more that they well, manipulated so much of our lives.
0: Well, you know, you think about it. this morning, just this was three hours ago, the story came out from The Washington Post, which I'm not really I don't like them. But this is what they say. Pharmaceutical industry likely to shatter its lobbying record as it works to shape Democrats spending bill. In September, Andy Kim, yeah. Democrat of New Jersey, began noticing mailers arriving at homes across his district including his own and that of his parents, with an alarming message. These mailers alleged Kim was intent on preventing Medicare patients from getting the drugs they needed. This was news to Kim, who had made lowering seniors' health care costs and expanding their access to Medicare a signature issue. The mailer, along with a slew of digital ads and text messages, was sponsored by a group called a Healthy Future LLC and claimed that Kim and other New Jersey Democrats wanted to cut off access. Soon after the mailers landed in New Jersey's mailboxes, Kim's off again receiving phone calls from puzzled constituents. And again, this, uh, this, uh, these, these are the lobbying groups that are continuing to lie and lie and lie about the efficacy of these drugs and how they ameliorate symptoms when, in fact, they do not. They make the symptoms worse. And that's the problem that we have with big pharma, and you're exactly right. The group of people, and I mentioned at the beginning of the show, State Street, BlackRock, and Vanguard, the Bloodvine families, including the Rockefellers, the Rothschilds, the Sassoons, who own and control almost all industry, including the media. They use their own media sources and media control in order to promote their own products. It's like a giant infomercial that we watch when we watch the news, and they are told not to talk about certain things like you mentioned earlier with Bill (laughs) O'Reilly. I remember right. years ago I was on with the Kathy Fountain Show in Tampa. They're off the air now, but they had a, they were a Ox affiliate, and I had gone in and done the top ten foods never to eat, had a 37% market share of the 17 Tampa Bay counties, the first time we had done it. And I talked about aspartame in length, and I was called back six months later to do the same show over again because the market share was so high. And I was told before the show started that I could not mention aspartame again because Monsanto had said that if you do that we're gonna pull our advertising. And guys until until and 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 you know this. And so we stopped this and we stopped allowing – see in Germany and Europe, these pharmaceutical industries, when I was there last time, they may have changed the laws by now, they were not allowed to advertise drugs on commercials to try to convince the people in Europe to take their drugs. It was illegal. But in the United States, that's the primary source of advertising revenue now are these giant pharmaceutical corporations who then feed the monster of the news stories and the news media who are all owned by the same people, including the pharmaceutical corporations. So, again, it's a giant infomercial to promote what they want and that is basically like you said at the beginning of the show Dr. Merritt is to promote eugenics. Okay. We've got a well, we've got a few minutes left. Can you give out your website how do people sure. can contact you real quickly and, and, and anything else you want to close with?
1: Well, my website is three words themedicalrebel.com. You have to put the THE in front of it. themedicalrebel.com and I've got a big red bar that has everything covid and I keep updating that and I'm on Telegram which uh, is freedom doc my avatar i'll tell you the story since i've been on your show i i it's my my avatar is a is a plague doctor with that big black leather nose that sticks way out it was a mask that they wore in the medieval era against plague <laughs> well i own one of those masks okay not an antique but a new one and i, I have a hat that says Make Orwell fiction again. And I decided as a test that I would put this on on an airplane. And so as I was coming into Omaha, Nebraska, 10 minutes, 15 minutes out of landing, I put on this mask. I put on my hat. I thought somebody would laugh. Somebody would ask me about it. Nobody said a thing. I, this incredibly, I mean, it sticks out a foot and a half in front of your face. It's not subtle. And I walked off the airplane, got my bag. Nobody, you know, I was worried about scaring children. No, Nobody said a thing. The, the flight attendant said, thank you for flying Southwest. And the pilot stuck his head out. I said, thanks for standing up for liberty. Nobody treated me odd. I went to the whole, through the whole airport, got my bags and was out on the street. I took it off and said, dear God, they've normalized Orwell.
0: <laughs> you know, well, well, you know. That's it's, it's funny I, I i've got to say this my my, uh, my son austin and his friend chase they walked into a grocery store here about a year ago in central florida when everybody was having these mask mandates, and they wore night vision on top of their medical military helmets and they were wearing double can of respirator masks walking in and buying groceries and people were saying where'd you get that where'd you oh, get yeah. that we've yeah. got we thought get they were being enough.
1: extra safe yeah no <laughs> it, it's crazy. But, you know, in my opinion, so I said this the other day, this will be my summary, but I think, you know, I said this the other day that that if you accede to mandates of any medicine, not just this one, if, if your employer or the government can force you to put something in your body, then you don't own your body, and by definition, you're a slave. It's even worse than that. I really think that the, the step down from being a slave is to being one of a herd of cattle. And I think that's the way we are being viewed by the very uber elite you know this is a ranch and it's ranch earth and the difference between <laughs> ranch true. earth and a regular ranch is a regular ranch the, the cows and the ranch hands look different well we all look the same but you know the ranch hands on planet earth because they're not subject to the same rules so the congress is exempt from mandates um, they didn't have to wear a mask if they didn't want to. The, uh, or the federal employees, you know, the, the whole bunch, DC employees didn't have to wear a mask. They, they, they exempt themselves from the rules. Pfizer doesn't have to mandate it. Pfizer isn't mandating it. Merck's not mandating. The FDA, the CDC have no mandates for their people. So it's just us little people that are dealing with this. And that's being treated like a like a herd of cattle. You know, we've been grazing on this planet ranch for a long time, pretty pretty lucratively. We've enjoyed the grass, and we kind of looked up and saw the fences at a distance, but we didn't really appreciate what they meant. Now the fences are right up in front of our face, and we've looked up and they've just tagged our ear. That's where this is going. And if we yeah, don't right. rebel now, yeah. we are not going to get out of this. We have to. You're right, Lee. Out.
0: What they what they did is the uh, the cage around us wasn't visible, and now they're closing it up and they're letting us yeah. see the cage. And yeah. you know Nietzsche talked about this. He talked about the uber mensch and the unter mensch, and yep. you know, and basically how you had the supermen and you had the basically the peasants or the under people, the, the stupid ones. And uh, they see us as cattle. They see us as people to basically destroy and to do whatever they want to do to. And they like you said, they exempt themselves, you know, from the Obama mandates. They exempt themselves from their own, you know, laws. And they continually do that, Doctor Merritt. I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for being on again. I want to, my listeners thank you, and, and I want to just I appreciate you anytime you want to come on and share something with us. Please feel free to contact me; and I'll put you on as quickly as possible. And thanks again for being on. I appreciate you. Now, guys, listen to me tonight. Tonight, Austin's going to be on with Hagman, so I want you guys to listen to the, you know, to the Hagman show with Austin tonight. And uh, re- remember, you know, Doug is. A really integral part of our team with what we do and it's important that our listeners support doug and support you know what he's trying to get done and i want you to know something guys i had the opportunity to pray for you this morning i absolutely love you guys you guys are absolutely amazing to me And i want to thank you uh you know for listening to the show today i want to thank dr Merritt again for being on with us today and guys if you ever need anything please call health masters and dr Merritt talked about this it's important you need to find a source for ivermectin. If you want to contact Sharon on her SD ST grower Instagram, SD Instagram account, we can give you a doctor that can write you a prescription for that, hopefully in your area. In addition to that, make sure you stay stocked up on the vitamin D3, K2, really important, and potassium iodine and zinc and vitamin C, and make sure you get some quercetin. These things are very, very important that you keep your body built up with these things. So if you do get sick with this this, this drug, this, this horrible thing you're injecting to people causing AIDS, It'll keep your immune system a lot stronger. I love you guys. I appreciate you. I'll talk to you on Monday. Have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. And again, my thanks to Dr. Merritt. Thank you.